Hello everyone. Um, so this is something that I wanted to try out. Um, for a long time, I wanted to do sort of like a podcast or a live stream or a video post on doing interviews with a lot of folks who are working, especially in the local environment. So I'm based out of Chennai and I wanted to do interview a lot of developers in the local Chennai area and maybe even expand it to across the country and see what Indian and local developers are doing, what are the challenges that they are facing, what are their learnings and so on. So this was a, a newer resolution for me and then to 2020 took a huge turn. And now I think we are in a new normal where everyone is start, starting to get into some rhythm and I felt like this is probably the right time to start sort of like a podcast series that I always wanted to do. And for the first episode of such a trial, uh, I felt it was very appropriate for me to start up with was starting off in the industry themselves. So I have with me five new ads who have joined me in the last couple of months. They have been going through a bootcamp process in the company and they are from all across the country. And now with the new situation going around, they are also spread across the country now and then trying to adapt towards a remote form of work. So uh, we'll start up with the introductions of each and everyone. Um, yeah, go ahead. Arsh, you want to start? Uh, yes. So hi, everyone. I am Harsh. So I am from New Delhi. And I'm actually a first year dropout because I had been interested in programming from a very young age. So I learned stuff through online courses. So my main computer science education is through online courses and a coding bootcamp. So I just wanted to get into the industry. And so through the coding bootcamp, I joined Avalara here. All right. Uh, Dawal, you want to go next? So uh, hello, everyone. I'm Navisha. I've joined Avalara as an uh, engineering intern from 3rd Feb 2020 at Chennai office. Uh, I'm from Indore, Madhya Pradesh. Uh, my schooling is from St. Paul High Secondary School. Hello. And uh, I've done my BE in Computer Engineering uh, from uh, Institute of Engineering and Technology. Uh, I've joined Avalara as Avalara visited our uh, college as a campus placement. So, yeah, here I am. Want to go next, Sagar? Yeah. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, myself, Sagar Gupta. I am from Indore. I am a software engineer intern at Avalara. Uh, I am a final year undergrad, uh, so I am pursuing bachelor's in computer science from Institute of Technology, DAVV Indore. Uh, so, yeah. Kavin, you want to go next? Yeah, hey folks, uh, I'm Kavin Sabarwal. I'm from Pune. I recently graduated from NIT Nagpur as an electronics and communication engineer. And I've just joined Avalara as a software engineer. So my process, my induction to Avalara was through my company's uh, hiring process, campus placements. Yeah. yeah, so hi everyone. I'm Utkarsh Paliwal and I'm from Lucknow. I have recently joined in uh, Chennai office of Avalara as a software engineering intern. And uh, I'm currently doing also my BTEC from SRM Institute of Science and Technology. And uh, I had the CSE computer science engineering over there. And uh, from July onwards, I'll be joining as a full-time employee at Avalara. Cool. Welcome all to the Avalara family. 
so for this episode we wanted to mainly concentrate on three uh, very broad questions uh, or discussions so uh, one of the main ones is what is happening in the boot camp right so all of you as interns or grads uh, are going through a boot camp process in avalar and and the process is while while it is set it is also tailored for the individual um, especially kavin can talk about it i believe uh, is doing a sort of like a ml track in the boot camp and so how do you find the boot camp to be that is the first um, point of discussion and next we want to talk about how is college syllabus or college education right preparing uh, new grads and interns who are entering into the industry how is it preparing or how is it not preparing and with our shoes uh, first year dropout like you mentioned things get very interesting so we can also compare it with how he feels doing this boot camp and how he feels he's lacking some something or not lacking something and how he is able to cope up with with the industry essentially and the last part essentially is probably ap- applicable to all of us not just uh, new interns and grads but probably it's new joiners in any company a lot more which is the current situation around whatever is happening in the world and everyone is working from their home or remote and lot of companies while they do have a bit of work from home policy in place they not all of them are suitable for remote work which is also in large part true for our setup as well so while we do encourage uh, people to work from home whenever they need to or want to uh, remote working has not been the core part of it so how are folks coping up with it what are the biggest challenges especially for someone who's who needs a lot of uh, guidance from others in the company both in terms of bootcamp getting info on what is happening from actual product and business side of things right so those are the three broad areas that i wanted to talk to you all about right so let's start off with the first one uh, so how is the bootcamp going what is what is what is your bootcamp looking like and uh, what are the things that you like about it what are the things you don't like about it uh, just we can have a discussion around it um, any of you can start up with it and then others can add points wherever you feel appropriate so i'll just uh, i'll go hey folks so uh, it's been 3 months around 3 months since i started my bootcamp i started off in february 23rd ish so the first thing so it's it's my bootcamp was basically structured around three modules the first part was uh, cicd uh, so basically setting up pipelines uh, using a software called go cd there there are various other automation softwares available as well so what that entire procedure looks like and what it means to set up a pipeline and how you would go about learning and setting up one that that was the first in the first two weeks that's what that's what i picked up also it involved learning shell scripting a basic you know shell scripting and uh, linux uh, or sorry unix terminal usage so uh, and the, the the this was a first phase the second phase was around um, object oriented programming so we basically had four not th- that difficult uh, problems programming problems which we, we had to implement them using an object oriented way right and we had to write successful unit tests for each and every single program which we wrote uh, for yeah each and every single module which we solved so th- this was more long structuring the standard so so, so if you're a university graduate you would be used to you know coding doing doing solving problems from read code or hacker rank right but that's not the it's it's pretty sounds obvious but that's not the way that that actually happens in the industry you need to learn how to code in a 
object-oriented wave, and you need to focus on code reusability. So you're not just writing code for yourself, you're also writing it for others. Other people are going to read your code and they're going to also, you know, use, use particular uh, instances of it, uh, right? So, so it's, you, you need to start thinking from a oops perspective and from a record readability and reusability perspective. So that was the uh, second part, uh, phase of the bootcamp. I also briefly uh, delved into web scraping. So for uh, a period of two weeks, I also learned how to uh, scrape any, you know, uh, the website, which is like a standard HTML website, but even, even if it has a little bit of JavaScript, that's also fine. So uh, say you want to build your own uh, database uh, or uh, you want to build your own a data set, right? So how, how would you go about procuring data when it's not available cleanly? Say if you're doing a Kaggle competition, you would already have all of the data pre-processed and ready for you. But if you want to scrape together your own data set, how would you go about doing this? So web scraping is also another important facet which you, you should pick up on. And lastly, the phase which I'm just about wrapping up now is the ML phase of the bootcamp. So I do have some ML experience from college, but this the, the bootcamp which I'm doing right now um, gives me a strong foundation on uh, the various parts of ML, particularly structured kind of deep learning, and the company which uh, I'm working for, Avalara, we're all from Avalara. So Avalara structures, uh, Avalara mostly deals with NLP. So that, that's what I'm focusing on right now. So basically, uh, the various aspects of deep learning, how to implement them. I'm, I'm doing a course called, a very popular deep learning course called Fast AI. So this deals with all sorts of, uh, all sorts of various aspects of deep learning, such as computer vision, um, even tabular data and NLP. So uh, I'm just about done completing this course now and I'll soon uh, start working as a full-time engineer. Yeah, so that was my, uh, what my bootcamp was structured as. I would say it's a, it's a tremendous learning experience where you, you, you think like once you graduate from college, you are very oriented, your, your mind is oriented around solving problems in as, you know, as efficiently as possible. You, you basically thinking from a, um, lead code perspective where you want to solve it as where you want to solve a given problem as quickly as possible, right? From a competitive coding uh, perspective, but you need so so for, in in my uh, bootcamp I learned how to change that perspective and think along a code re readability and reusability perspective, um, and I learned the various small things which you you take for granted in college but are very very important in a production environment like CI/CD pipelines like uh, shell scripting. Uh, Git. Git is another very, very important thing which I learned. Um, so uh, version control is, uh, again, a very important um, aspect of uh, production, um, production development. So I, I would say for, do give, uh, focus on these things as well when you're in university and it would give you a big advantage when you join uh, industry. You, you would already know all of these things um, beforehand rather than you, you know, coming on site and learning them, which would take up a lot of your time. Yeah, so those are my takeaways from the bootcamp. Thanks, Kevin. That was very comprehensive. And I do have a question for you, uh, but uh, let's uh, get uh, other people's views, views on their bootcamps and then we'll come back to that. Sure. So, yeah, uh, I'm ready to go. So, so my bootcamp started, uh, so it started with learning Scala. Scala uh, was a kind of a different language because it uh, put emphasis so much on functional programming. So I had a lot of practice on recursion and it helped me a bit to get into Scala because Scala used higher order functions. So we did completely functional programming in Scala. So it was a bit challenging to get into Scala at first, but uh, with the course that I was doing uh, to learn Scala and with exercises, 
I got in the boot camp. It got much easier to uh, learn Scala. Then we moved on to like solving object-oriented program problems with Scala. So as Kevin said, so it was a fundamental shift because I had to write code not just for myself for others because more code is burden. So you have to write code in the simplest manner so then anybody who reads your code, even you read your code after uh, after like few weeks, still you can understand quickly and get on working with it. So and then I progressed on to web scraping. So we used a library in Scala to uh, do web scraping from and uh, to deal with uh, like nested paginations and do web scraping like that. And currently I am in the like the third phase of the bootcamp um, where I am learning about um, big data technologies to analyze huge chunks of data and run them on clusters, submit jobs and uh, get your output. So, so it was a tremendous learning experience in the bootcamp. Uh, many things were completely new to me uh, uh, because I had not uh, done uh, that much time in coding. Uh, so, you know, the objective oriented uh, uh, writing code was kind of new to me. Uh, maybe if I would have been college, I would have spent more time on it. But certainly, uh, I got to learn here a lot uh, in the object-oriented uh, writing code in an object-oriented fashion. And Git was also one more thing that, uh, you know, I am gaining um, slowly mastery of it uh, by working here, by submitting my assignments through Git. So Git has been one very useful tool in the whole bootcamp. So that's uh, kind of about my bootcamp experience. Thanks, Harsh. Anyone else? So I think uh, most of you yeah. do have a very similar uh, bootcamp apart from uh, Kevin, right? So, yeah, any any other uh, points that you would like to add as well? How is it different for you, especially compared to what Ash was saying, right? So how is it different for you three? So I'd like to say, I'd like to uh, first tell about myself, my bootcamp. I'm also doing the same like uh, I start, started I joined in Avlara on 2nd of March and it has been around one month, one month and 10 days or so. Uh, one important fact that uh, as Kevin mentioned that we are very much wired to do in college. We are very much wired to do programs uh, that are most efficient in the manner of like uh, uh, space complexity, time complexity. When I came to this, when I came to the industry, I realized that it's not always true that you have to write the programs as as space efficient as possible. It needs to be more of uh, reusable code. I, I, I like we all have studied about inheritance. We all have studied about uh, interfaces and all. But when when we use it in actual technology, actual uh, any product that is working. We learn the implementation, why are interfaces used actually, why are abstract classes. We all know the concept. I have like learned, learned in college, I have uh, implemented those as well, I have written answers. But still, I always had a doubt that, yes, like I always used to have this thing that how it can be used in production. And now I'm able to see it. Like recently I, I, I did, the, did that program on IX shop which in which we have to scrape a website 
and get all the details of the product. So over there, we had, we we could have used uh, normal strings for uh, scraping data, but no, we were told we were asked to do it using uh, usable code such that more and more people can see and understand. And abstraction is very important over there. And one more thing I'd like to add that college. I didn't learn in college, I'd say reading documentation because over there we have books, we have uh, uh, guidance from teachers and whenever we encounter a problem, we can easily go to the teacher or anywhere on the net, but not the documentation. I never uh, focused very much on the documentation. Now where I'm doing Akka streams and Scala and all, I have to, I, I got to learn how to read documentation and how to get inference from that and apply it in my program. So that is very important fact that uh, one needs to learn. And uh, Git is obviously one important fact. And uh, that's all, I guess. Yeah, a lot of good points, Parish. I think uh, one thing that I always say is, while time complexity and space complexity are important, the most important is code complexity, right? <laughs> so especially in industry. Um, I always, I think, um, I. Um, worked a lot with Kevin in the last couple of months, but I always say like code should be the most important part of it. It should be readable. It should, we should, it, and it should work. Even uh, I think in our industry or sometimes when we want to do perfect code, right, we underestimate code that works, right? Code that works is the most important thing. And then code that is readable, right? And then we can then talk about how to optimize it, how to make it fast and all that, or even in some cases flashy, use all the latest uh, uh, like syntax sugar and all that right all concepts but first is code that works and addresses the problem and then code that is readable for others who are working with it yeah i think uh, yeah i'll sometimes give such gyan like this <laughs> during this session but yeah i think uh, you highlighted some of those uh, very well yeah uh, anyone else uh, yeah, so hello everyone. Uh, my bootcamp is same as uh, Harsh and Utkarsh. Uh, so I also, uh, in our bootcamp, uh, in my bootcamp, there are also multiple modules, like there are four modules and each module we learn different technologies. Like in first module, we learn about Scala. In second uh, module, we learn how to use, uh, how to process uh, a stream of data asynchronously. And in third module, we learn how to deal with big, big technologies. So I would like to say that, yeah, this is a big shift for me uh, when, because when I was in college, I generally used to write a program, which is, uh, you know, a single file program, which works on a small data set. Uh, the data set is generally around, you know, one KB or a 10 KB maximum. But uh, right now I am writing a program which works over, which works on hundreds of MP of data sets. So it's really a new shift for me. Uh, like writing a program uh, for this huge data set and see how it's going to be work on the clusters, how to upload it, how to run it, how to run it over the server. So it's really great for me to learn all these things. Like it's really huge shift. Uh, along with that, um, and generally in college, I just tried program for myself, but now, uh, but now the correctness, the correctness of program is necessary, but other factors of software engineering, like it should be scalable, flexible, more readable, simple, short. It should. Uh, this those points are also uh, need to be uh, kept in eye while uh, while writing a program. Um, and the testing also testing part is also important. Like uh, when we are in college, we do not uh, focus on the testing part. We just write our code and see okay how this part is running. But uh, but in industries, when we write some code, we need to test it uh, ourselves on our end. 
first. So it is very important to test that. Uh, yeah, that's about my bootcamp. Uh, I would like to add some points like uh, during my bootcamp, I have learned some uh, inbuilt higher order functions that we have to uh, use. Uh, what I have learned is uh, not doing the hard coding for all the time and using the features and functionalities that are provided by the particular technology is important. This this uh, this improves the readability of the code and also the, uh, it is simpler to uh, do a functionality with the inbuilt functions and it is more efficient. Uh, uh, some more points that I would like to add uh, from my perspective of uh, doing the study in college is that uh, in college we have very less uh, practical implementation of the uh, things that we study. Like uh, uh, one is designing, like uh, um, everybody told that it is important to use the OOPS concepts and uh, we have to know where to use them and where not to use them. So uh, this is not being taught in uh, uh, colleges, that's uh, that's one thing that uh, I faced uh, when I shifted to this professional world. Uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, the main thing and the rest all uh, have covered. Yeah, we'll go into the details of uh, how the college syllabus is in the next section. Uh, I think uh, so coming back to one of the questions that I had for Kevin. So Kevin, um, within the 10 days of your bootcamp was so right, you made a push to production isn't it so you actually pushed a feature that is in now actually live that is being used in some part of it so uh, what do you think about that is that too much of a pressure on a new grad or an intern or is that something that should be followed so that uh, you get some some checkpoint saying hey i've done this and should that be more uh, frequent should that be less frequent should it be there or not be there and once you talk about it others can also pitch in on what do you feel about that? Yeah, sure. So, in, in in my opinion, it's a very very valuable part. Was a very very valuable part of the learning process, and and I think it for everybody it it, it really brings a lot to the table. So 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 basically, in the first two weeks of the bootcamp, I pushed a small um, module, you could say, to to production, where basically um, we we the the employees in the company had all of their notebooks backed up in a S3 bucket. If, if I'm not wrong, correct me, uh, S3 bucket, right? yeah, in S3 bucket. And my job was to basically run a, a automation pipeline, which converted all those, uh, so all these notebooks, were, these, these are I'm referring to as Jupyter notebooks. So Jupyter notebooks are not ideal for version control. And my task was to convert all of these notebooks into standard Python. And then, uh, so, so yeah, to set up a pipeline to convert all of them to standard Python and push them to a Git repository. And to do this periodically, automatically. So, this was a main, huge uh, learning experience for me because it allowed, you know, gave me an insight into the various steps or pro processes that I need to learn in order to do this. So it's not just one thing. I to in order to just set up this pipeline, I learned the CI/CD. What is CI/CD and how is it important for a production environment? I learned shell scripting, basic shell scripting. I learned Git and version control, and I learned GoCD. You know, uh, which is software to automate pipelines. So even a small contributing. Uh, yeah, contributing on a small task, uh, on a small task in a production environment will give you a huge learning takeaway. So I would say it's, it, it was definitely a huge plus and it also gave me a huge, I won't say sense of accomplishment, but like it, it really made me feel like, okay, I've, I've contributed something. Like I'm not just, even though I'm in, I'm in my bootcamp, I did make a contribution with the company's, you know, in infrastructure. So that was also another, that psychological component is also there. So I would say it's a huge plus and it definitely should be included in other bootcamps as well. 
yeah i think uh, uh, sorry uh, so the one thing that it really highlights is to push anything into proper usage or production uh, this was not even customer facing but um, but uh, we will take anything as production in production if it is actually being used by others and it's actually serving purpose right so and uh, just to push a small feature you need to do some shell scripting you need to connect to certain instances and do something you need to understand about where it is stored with s3 get into the cloud aspect of things you need to understand your pipelines ci cd and then get it going test it out and all that right so just to push a single feature it requires so many things that you have to learn about and then coordinate and do end to end and then if you are doing some web, web app you need to make sure that the ui side of things is taken care of and with that comes in a lot of other things if it is a service you have to make sure that uh the service endpoint is being properly documented it has a proper uh, set of contract to it and so on right so even to do a small change requires so many things to be learned end to end so that's i think that's uh, i think that's where what you were getting at as well so that highlights like some of the things that we do in a bootcamp where we learn something say shell scripting and do something around it it all comes together when we do some actual feature and then push it to production that that that's both a sense of accomplishment and then like you'll be like okay i whatever i've learned has some value and then i can start contributing right so uh, anything else that you uh, guys want to talk about so what i i would uh, specifically like to do is since we have been iterating on these kind of uh, bootcamp a lot i would also start thinking about uh, how to introduce such points in the bootcamp such that people can contribute more towards live systems as they do the bootcamp and since you folks are the ones who have done it more recently you should also find avenues so that anyone else who is joining can also start contributing to live systems as they do the bootcamp so the the bootcamp material itself is a living document it doesn't have to be the same thing once you all essentially graduate out of it you should also make sure that it's being improved upon and we can also in- include some of these things in the bootcamp as well yeah go ahead go ahead guys so like i would like to say one thing that uh, in the boot camp i had this uh, i had to learn a new language scala right so uh, functional programming was very new for me had i known this earlier that we have to we have to learn scala i could have used my time before joining uh, for some better use and have learned scala because uh, right now what the thing is like um, comparing to college we first used to have a we used first used to learn a language and then implement it in some project now what is happening is i have i am learning as well as implementing both uh, like simultaneously and uh, whenever i face some problem in the in the code that i am writing i go i search on the net i try to read documentation i many a times find that okay that course which i am following the solution to the problem which i am facing in the project was given in the course later on so this can be structured as a, a thing that yes we can tell them that you must know this part of the scala language or whatever accustoms or whatever you, you are doing currently so that you will be not having any problem implementing it over the production in the yeah, so the, i think the main take away from that is have some sort of a pre reading material list 
yeah uh, which you can use before coming to a bootcamp so that not all time in the bootcamp is uh, used up learning a syntax and intricacies of a new language or something like that right so that is the yes. main takeaway uh, double and sagar uh, was it the same case for you also like um, or did you start working on scala a bit before as well um, actually uh, when we were uh, got placed after 15 days uh, we had started our uh, uh, internship on uh, means uh, work from home uh, because it was taking a uh, quite time to uh, get the internship uh, joining date so uh, ashwant and uh, ashwant me and sagar were uh, having everyday calls on that and we had started uh, learning scala so uh, mm-hmm. we didn't had that much time uh, to read okay okay so it was due to uh, moving start date of the internship that you had to do that so but i think uh, it's a valid point but one thing that uh, we have to be cognizant of is also that for especially for uh, someone new scala is not really a very simple yeah. language in many ways uh, it needs mm-hmm. uh, i think yeah by seeing all the few shaky rates i can realize that so uh, for me personally right when i joined the company right uh, scala was new for me then as well uh, which was like 5 years back right uh, but i knew that uh, the company was a scala company so i took my time to do the initial scala works but i didn't have i didn't have to learn other things around how to do Uh, proper op how to uh, do proper systems and all that how to write proper code so i could bring in a lot of that learning and then just focus on learning scala and some of those functional aspect of things and even functional programming i was much more familiar with uh, than before scala you can see this shirt here i used to do a bit of f sharp before scala so so for me uh, i did um, before joining the company i did spend some time to go through the martin course on coursera do some uh, read the scala for the impatient book so it worked out for me uh, but scala is not really a language that uh, it there are both aspects to it that is what i'm trying to say so we we should definitely try it out but uh, it's also something that might put too much of pressure on people if uh, you have your own course work to complete and then also having expectations on uh, learn scala and come and start immediately get productive on the bootcamp might not be uh, suitable for everyone Mm-hmm. uh so but something definitely to try out right so yeah but i think uh, definitely on the other side of things like around ml side of things maybe going through the ml bootcamp as a prerequisite right the uh, the ml coursera course right uh, from uh, andrew uh, so if i think some of those can be made a prerequisite because it's uh much more at a base level and can, and the course is structured in a way that anyone can pick it up and then start going without spending a lot of time while also handling college work would that make sense kavin what do you think yeah about? definitely absolutely yeah i mean so, at this point the coursera handling ml course is so ubiquitous that yeah everybody yeah already... almost anyone is already done it also yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it's yeah it's sort of in that state where everyone is doing it every, every, anyone i talk to Uh, do the Andrew NG course? Uh, they are like, yeah, of course I've done that. <laughs> What next? <laughs> so, yeah. Right. For for me, I didn't do it. Uh, obviously, I don't know if it was even available when I was in college, but which was ten years back. But I did it only after joining this company, right? So when I started doing a bit of ML. So yeah, <laughs> most of you are much ahead in that terms. But Scala, I think we'll have to try it out and see how it goes. without having to put a lot of pressure i think 
it also makes sense to do something and also learn it rather than just learn it. Uh, mm. You talked about it, right? Uh, in um, pushing things to a proper life system and all. So some uh, sometimes it might become like you're just learning something, just like another college work. To uh, not be too mean on college work, but it can become something like that. Uh, so there there are both sides to it. Uh, we'll have to find which works, and we might even have to take call for. specific folks to do it in specific ways based on how people want to learn themselves and all that right that might work out and one more thing i want to add that uh, before uh, starting with the boot camp uh, ashwin told us to uh, do the missing semester uh, portion so if we can add that in also the prerequisite of something or like before starting the boot camp we can do that uh, uh, share scripting uh, or we can read a one week material for that that will be great because uh with the boot camp we have to do that uh, uh scripting uh, we have to learn the scripting because uh, in colleges we are not taught that scripting languages or something shell scripting so that will be better if we, uh, we can add that in the boot camp or before boot camp so. yeah coming up with the pre reading material is essentially which can include things like get at least the basics of get some bit of shell scripting some bit of mm-hmm. ci cd all that makes sense i think yeah we should definitely come up with such a list as uh, so that the time during boot camp is uh, utilized well both for the people who are doing it as well as those who are mentoring the folks right yeah makes sense so i think uh, we have addressed a bit of or a lot around how college is helping or not helping out i think we talked about things like gate not being there we talked about object oriented programming being taught more in a theoretical level and not mm-hmm. in like proper use like uh, i can relate to that like uh, it took me like at least few months into work to realize that inheritance is not just about animal and cat inheriting <laughs> and then doing and then also introducing dog and ask them to shout or something like that so right it was very theoretical and it took some understanding of how to do things and then um going to things like design patterns and all that that things started to make much more sense uh, anything that uh, you folks would want to add uh, like what what is mi- missing from a college perspective or even as uh, you can start with your opinions also on this so i i don't know actually what things i had missed if i didn't college so i think like college makes you like accustomed to doing hard work over the four years doing lot of subjects so when you are in the industry you know even if you have to pick a new language you are accustomed to hard work and so you can do it easily yeah yeah harsh uh, in my opinion you're on the right track you haven't missed out anything at all <laughs> at least uh, as for me because so i'm from i was from my branch was electronics and communication so i honestly i think in my first year i had c programming basic c programming but apart from that there was nothing which like which i learned in college which i applied on the job maybe assembly language gave me a good foothold since that's focused on in electronics now this may differ from university to university but my university did not teach me at least from second year onwards when programming so i'm completely self taught um so so yeah if if you're from a non cs background i would say not just the ml would like you, you, there definitely a lot of lot of good resources to learn computer science foundations from so even in coursera and edx um, there are many good books available which you can look into and at least that's the part which i took yeah yeah i think many uh, many in the industry would agree that at this point in time at least 
while a college degree especially uh, like kavin is also even talking even talking about a cs degree is a uh, nice to have but never uh, or i think it's never been a must have for someone to enter into the industry and do well and mm-hmm. and i think i worked with a lot of folks in my previous company who were top class developers and programmers and their background was from physics and so on so both her college degree as well as the major of the degree uh, is yeah because worth, the curriculum, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the curriculum is not not of kind of updated so i saw the subjects and you know a lot of them i am not very much interested in i just wanted to build systems make projects so uh, i had that mind so and uh, tra- a traditional degree you know covered so many different things that i think that might not uh, not that will be not any of use to me so that's why i uh, moved on to learn myself the things i was interested in i would like to add something like uh, in the last semester i mean seventh semester of arts uh, we have some courses that are uh, means important in this day to day life means uh, in this technology world like uh, we have machine learning uh, artificial intelligence cloud computing but uh, th- that semester also we had our placement so uh, we didn't get much time to study those subjects very nicely or in a great Uh, depth so that we uh, that can help us in the uh, professional world. So uh, they might means if they have to shift something, uh, they can shift those subjects uh, in the third year or something so that we can have a, a better understanding for that subjects, which are important. So I think college is like the as Harsh said that uh, it teaches us to handle things. in a way that is true also because i what i felt is uh, like we always had used to have uh, one language one semester although one semester is a lot of time to learn one language or any any technology based like um, data mining machine learning or anything we ha- used to have uh, and even in one semester only the first two three months were uh, were related to studies and all and the rest of it was exams itself so college might not be teaching us git or uh, this deployment stuff but it definitely tells us about meeting deadlines handling things like to submit projects and uh, actually like i have done btech so this is true that engineering teaches us that handling things uh, in a better way and that is kind of helping me right now because um, when i have to have to submit a project on some de- deadline I, i won't call it deadline but we have a discussion that yes it should be complete by tomorrow then yes i have uh, i have such experience that tomorrow i have to submit an assignment and now i have to submit the project so this 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 helps i guess mm. yeah i think that uh, the college life is also important like we have many fundamental core subjects uh, of computer science like we have operating system networking database algorithms so i think that those core subjects are necessary to get uh, started in industries like uh, if we already go through this subject then picking up things is a little bit simpler like uh, if uh, if uh, a naive naive person uh, directly goes try to goes into industries then it will become little bit difficult for him to understand how networks works uh, and how data get transferred from one node to another node and uh, how 
OS works. So I think that basic knowledge of uh, all these things should be required to get into industry. So I think that yeah, college life is also important. Um, yes, just a quick thing that uh, I just recall data structures and algorithms. These two subjects are so important that uh, if like if not telling us how to deploy code, but it definitely tells us problem solving. Mm-hmm, when yeah. we go through uh, technology algorithms like uh, sorting algorithms, quick sort, merge sort, or anything like graph algorithms, they definitely tell us how to handle problems which are not very very. Whose solutions are not very apparent at the first sight. So we have to think sometimes out of the box. And uh, if we have those uh, algorithms as uh, tools, we can definitely enhance our problem-solving skills. And that's a very important takeaway from college, I would say. Mm, yeah, definitely. Uh, my question for that would be um, my my uh, my. Uh, let me summarize my take on it. I'm 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 definitely in the camp that. college or cs uh, degrees useful but not really useful for everyone and it need not be the path for everyone who wants to uh, do well in the computer science industry right uh, so my question would then be uh, would a compressed course help like uh, my my view has always been like it is talking about too many things and a lot of things and it's almost like Uh, just throw things and see what sticks, kind of thing, right? Like a lot of things are thought, and you just um, recollect some of them and then use them. Definitely, data structures and algorithms. Definitely, you do use them. But is that something that couldn't be learned out out of college for anyone who's uh, who's putting in the effort to learn it? That would be my question around this. Uh, if you if you can have thoughts on this. Uh, because i would i would definitely think that anyone can pick up anyone who's interested in who wants to put the effort can pick up some of these things and not necessarily have to go through yeah, sure. a like formal we can, college you can go for data structures and algorithms from some on, online bootcamp also i guess harsh did it yeah, from so, uh, coding bootcamp itself so so, so yeah i am a living uh, i will expand on that so like i am a living example of that because my coding bootcamp uh, uh, yeah, it taught java from basic and then we got into uh, basic data structures and advanced data structures and common important algorithms so those all were things were uh, very important and even when i saw anything on youtube interview wise everybody said that data structure and algorithms are key to your cracking your interviews because your uh, industry wants how you solve problems so that's the most important part anything beside it like other technologies can be learned but your uh, logic building uh, as a computer science student is the most important part so my boot camp like covered that front really well so i thought uh, so i think that area helped me to get into the industry early yeah my takeaway on this would be that college gives you a breadth of knowledge but not a depth of knowledge So what yeah. I mean by this is, like, as Manoj mentioned, it, it's more of a throw down a wall and see if it sticks kind of thing. They they'll teach you a huge bucket of subjects, but none of mm-hmm. this. They won't teach you from a first principles perspective. They won't teach you why this particular topic or skill would be necessary further down the line. So, in my view, if you truly want to learn a subject, you should think about it, learn it from a first principles perspective. Start from a high, you know, a high level understanding of it, and then move down into, into the details. and also learn by doing so if you're learning algorithm algorithms and data structures 
look up examples on specific algorithms and see how would this particular algorithm be useful or for example if you're learning object oriented programming the, what you learn in college is stuff like okay cat and dog and inheritance but where it's actually used is in, is in design patterns so you know always learn it from an application oriented point of view that will give you a more uh, fun, fundamental or foundational understanding of things as compared to what is normally taught in in college yeah you know i think like college is more of a, for exploration to find the thing that you are really interested in so you are given a lot of subjects and you can you know explore each one out a bit and see what sticks with you what you really want to get into but at the same time the college is also like should push students into if you are if you you know you, if you if you want to pursue this then then you should also go through this in your free time or you know you should go on to this more so they should expand on e subject a little bit give students resources to uh, uh, go in depth in the subject of their choice more so it would, should be more flexible uh, around students needs and choices great uh, yeah uh, nicely put kavin and harsh i think that summarizes i think most of our views on this so um, any other, anything else uh, before we move on to the final section so um, we can keep this one short uh, mainly want to talk to folks around i think this is a very very common issue now for anyone uh, and but especially as new joinees and more specifically uh, new new people into the career themselves how are you finding the new report situation how are you handling it what are the things that are going well what are things that are not going well and how can your teams and the people that you're working with make the situation better for you so i would like to start with it uh, like uh, when uh, when we were going to the office uh, especially me sagar and uh, harsh we used to uh, commute for like 45 to 50 minutes we took bus mm. here and then go to office and again come back so we were losing about uh, one and a half hour uh, for every day but now when we are working from home we are saving that one and a half hour and uh, energy to uh, uh travel also so we are focused on uh, more of the boot camp thing but the main uh, con for this is uh, there is a lack of communication between our mentor and uh, us so we are not that efficiently uh, getting the guidance in this uh, current situation okay yeah um, yeah only 1.2 add to that is uh, <laughs> the thing is like on both sides right so everyone is uh, the things are not normal so everyone is finding it tough to be at their usual productivity levels so whatever we are seeing is a reflection of not just remote work but remote work during a pandemic essentially so yeah a bit of uh, give and take has to be there i suppose yeah. i'd like to just say that as uh, dhawal said that Commuted one and a half hour. I live in Chennai and to come to office. Uh, so for me, it was to take around two and a half hours one side. So around five to five and a half hours total every day. So I am saving that amount of time every day, and uh, that has turned out to be quite uh, quite good for me because like uh, after coming back to hostel, I used to like lie down the bed exhausted. Now that's not the situation. I am feeling a bit. I guess uh, energetic now. 
the thing is that the communication that in a way is uh, like a thing we i like my my mentor is uh, koshi arun koshi and uh, we generally have a meet a slack call every day around 5 pm the thing is that when i used to sit in office i even if i had a small doubt i i could easily ask anyone like sitting next to me or uh, around that is true but uh, okay so we have this current situations but everyone has to deal with it so not i'm not uh, having that uh, luxury for now but that's okay i would say that everyone who is uh, at their homes are trying really hard to not letting this affect their productivity and um, i guess that's fine that's fine given the current situation because things change and we have to adapt accordingly so yeah that's that's for me yeah in my opinion apart from the communication issues the biggest issue for me is that there is no clear boundary between work and yeah free time you know, <laughs> yeah, because your home place is your free time so like for me what something that certainly i'll be setting up a proper workplace workplace this is even outlined in our company's um, hr guidelines for working from home it it, it sounds like it it's you know a crapshoot but it really does help because once you you are at your workplace you you focus on work you don't the, the feeling you do you still do feel like procrastinating but you're like okay i am supposed to work now but if you're like just sitting in your bed and you know acting <laughs> out a problem that's uh, that, that's like you do you tend to get distracted very easily so yeah and and setting up clear uh, like protocols between your family so that even if if, if you are working if you are meeting they should know like your door should be closed and they shouldn't be able to you know come in and walk in at any moment you know come let's have lunch or something like that so it is important to have a clear defined boundary between your work workplace and you know you know your, your, your home <clears throat> yeah that's my take on it yeah anyone wants to add anything else so a uh, quick uh, poll so how many of you want to continue being remote after the whole thing is over <laughs> not me that's a no from me <laughs> yeah no okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> this was good okay i think uh, we are done any parting comments from you guys all right thank you all for taking this time and and i also take uh, take this opportunity to wish you a good career ahead yeah yeah thanks so much yeah see you let's see you bye